You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 32-year-old Sandy Burfield of Everett, Massachusetts. Sandy was the youngest of 15 children. She wanted to live close to her sister. She lived in a rented house. Sandy had a baby when she was 16 years old. The baby's name was Diane, and she was born with spina bifida. After Sandy finished work, she would go and see her daughter Diane. Unfortunately, she passed away when she was 12 years old. Sandy got a job at Bickford's restaurant in Medford, Massachusetts, and she had a second job at Josie's bar. She was saving for a car. She started dating Tony Marson. I apologize if I'm not saying the name right. They had been friends for eight years before they started dating. Stephen Caruso was hired at the restaurant in 1993 as a handyman. Everybody thought he was creepy. He started to become a nuisance to Sandy. He started calling her over while she was with other customers. One day, he asked her out, and Sandy said no. So he began stalking her. Two days later, Sandy was at her sister's house. Stephen showed up, and Sandy was alone. She kept a journal because she was afraid of him. They wanted to ban him from the restaurant, but they couldn't because he could sue them. September 20th, 1998, all of Sandy's tires were slashed. Sandy got a civil restraining order against Stephen. At that time, criminally enforceable restraining orders were only granted for people who were related or dating their stalkers. He had to stay 100 yards away, and he had to stay away from Sandy's work, and that made him angry because he really enjoyed his job at the restaurant as a handyman. Sandy had surveillance set up in her house, and she slept with a knife. October 25, 1998, Sandy heard something, so she called the police. He was caught pouring battery acid into her car's gasoline tank. Hey, don't forget to check out crystalkiss.com for my murder merch. Cool designs for all of you true crime addicts. If you live in the U.S. and buy three or more items, you'll get free shipping. Use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, and save 15% on your entire order. Check out my YouTube channel, Murder Speaks. The link is in the show notes. The police charged him with vandalizing private property. May 13, 1999, Stephen Caruso was convicted of two counts of malicious destruction of property. He was sentenced to serve six months in prison. July 29, 1999, Stephen Caruso was released from prison. He was also placed on probation for a year in order to pay Sandy the restitution costs. Stephen Caruso would stand outside of the restaurant and the bar and stare at Sandy for hours. He would call her and hang up. A few days later, in December of 1999, she was opening the restaurant and she smelt something strong. Turns out, if she put on the stoves, which was part of her morning routine, the restaurant would have exploded. Apparently, Stephen snapped when he called Sandy's house and a man answered. He hung up. 
Two days later, Sandy was dead. January 20th, 2000, at around 12.30 p.m., Sandy walked out to get a package on her porch. The package was addressed from Sandy's sister. The homeowner heard a blast and spotted Sandy lying on the floor. Her room was filled with smoke. The homeowner called 911. The police examined the crime scene and found tissue and blood spatter all over the wall. And there was gunpowder odor. Sandy died immediately after the explosion. People there were telling police that Sandy had problems with Stephen Caruso. Stephen Caruso had all the information about her family members. The police questioned him. He gave conflicting accounts of his movements the day of the murder. And he knew they were there about Sandy. When they searched his house, they found bomb-making equipment. And they found a ripped-up book about how to build a bomb in the trash. And they found a ripped-up book in the trash about how to build a bomb. He had information about Sandy's family. He was using his computer to do research on Sandy. August 2003, Stephen Caruso was convicted of first-degree murder. He was sentenced to life in prison without parole. He is currently serving a life sentence in Massachusetts prison. Sandy's family fought and was successful in creating Sandy's Law, which means anybody can get a restraining order against anybody, even if they're not related. I mean, that is really scary. I mean, she that can happen to anybody. You know, you get mail from... You see something on your porch or in your mailbox from your cousin, your sister, your parents, and you think, oh, cool. You're not thinking that it's from somebody else trying to kill you. Like, that's crazy. You're going to have to, like, if you get a package, it makes me want to, like, if I get a package from somebody, I'm going to call them first and make sure, hey, I got a package. Was it from you? You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's some creepy, creepy stuff, man. That's scary. She didn't see it coming. She didn't see it coming. Stephen is exactly where he needs to be. And he keeps denying that it was him, but boy bye. We know it was you. Everybody knows it was you. You had motive. You've been stalking this girl for how long? You wanted her dead. You wanted your revenge. So Stephen is exactly where he needs to be. And for everybody out there who knew her, I'm very sorry for your loss. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Murder Speaks. Hope you enjoyed it. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I linked my socials in the description notes. Please like and subscribe. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Thanks. Bye.